wrestling fans, Yakko Warner here. I gotta tell you something. I am a wrestling fan too. And the only thing I ever listen to in the water tower is Mark It Out! This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Running like this. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite online listening experience, and that is this one, and it's marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 507, and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast form. Uh, several ways that you can support us, prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. They just uh, hit 2 million pieces of wrestling merchandise that they've sold through that website, so congratulations to them, and they dropped a sick... Uh, Sale until midnight, which doesn't make sense for me to talk about it because it's past news. But you can find you can find the uh, thing on all of our social medias, the little flyer, uh, Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash out 11 uh, Wear your masks like that video. If Ricochet could do a backflip sitting down while wearing oh, a mask, man. you can wear a mask for 15 minutes and freaking stop and shop. He has to be one of those Spider-Man robots that Disney built. You think? Like, how do you sit down with your legs crossed into a ba- a standing backflip? Yeah, but I, I love the people on the internet. Imagine making this guy a jobber. <laughs> uh, anyway, my name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog. Dave will be here. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, last week I thought he was going to be here, then he wasn't. But, you know, Dave might show up. Dave the Rave underscore MO. And... Our no credit giving social influencer who you could follow on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. And yes, if most most likely if there's a behind the scenes photograph from uh cooking with Brandon, it's photo credit to Chris. That was my mistake for not including that. Yeah, you could easily go back and edit the post. But you didn't I can't easily do that i don't i don't have capabilities to edit on my on my computer they don't have that function for some reason all right so anyway how's your uh, week going it's uh it's going it was pretty decent i made a honey barbecue meatloaf which right. was good and then i've been man do you ever cook rice from uh, like raw rice like or white whatever? rice yeah yes i can't I can't perfect it. I remember, like, during the beginning, maybe, of this quarantine, I I cooked rice, and it got so gloopy that I just turned it into um, rice pudding. Okay. But I've been making it here. The first time I did it, it was under. Uh, The second time I did it, it was also under. And then the third time I did it, it was... um, a, like not gloopy gloopy but not rice consistency that I want and I don't know I feel like an idiot not being able to make this rice well what I use is like if I use half a cup of rice I'll do a full cup of water and then I don't take it out until the, all the water is fully dissolved well yeah see okay so the the bag itself says it's one to one that's a because farce. It's, the, it's the long grain well because it's long grain rice oh, okay I usually use the Carolina white rice yeah, so and I asked I, I had my uh my sister in law's sister was saying that with long grain rice you have to do 
uh, not one to one, two two cups of water to one cup of white rice. Yeah, so that's the same thing as what I do. So, Except well, double it up, double so up your I water. Was, so I tried first. I did one cup of rice with one cup of water. That was under one cup of rice with one and a fourth cup of water. It was better. And then one cup to two cups was too much. So I don't understand what I'm doing incorrectly here, but I mixed it with Sazon seasoning and it was delicious regardless of of it being undercooked or overcooked, I guess. I don't know. Okay. So, but yeah, and then the honey barbecue meatloaf was absolutely delicious. Nice. And yeah. you can see all the pictures of that stuff on Brandon's Instagram at BTTG161. Yeah. Yeah. Big big Lysky on the uh, on the post this week. Yeah, I, I love the people. Hey, why don't you follow that account? No, <laughs> some social influencer. Yeah, you well, are trying to be, you know, because who's there? People. Those aren't real people. I don't think those. Who aren't cares? Real you accounts. like them and then you mute them. That's what I've been doing like a lot them. this week. And I don't. I don't have a mute option on. What the, the, the excuses? Excuses. Might I don't you... have a mute option on these. That's so strange. On your what? Yeah. On your nineteen ninety five Videl. No, no, it's a 2020 MacBook Pro. That's so strange. There has to be some sort of way to do that. Oh, yeah, because you don't have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> you have your poorly dangerously phone, so you can't do it through there. But easily, I just went out, I went on a muting spree this week and just muted, muted a whole bunch of people on social media. It was great. Did you mute me? I, you, I, <laughs> I, I, I block you and then unfollow you and then refollow you on a constant basis. On Instagram? On everything. Getting those uh, those analytics up. <laughs> yeah, see, look, look, I'm such a great friend. So well, yeah, cool. Yeah, how was uh, how was your week though? Uh, it's been kind of slow. This week I did go to All American on Saturday, Sunday. I saw that. Yeah, because I uh, I had a, a job over that way, and I've uh, only been there once. It was so good. It really was fantastic. What do you get there? Um, I got for myself. I got three cheeseburgers and a large order of onion rings and a root beer, um, which was so good. It was just I had a really fat day on Sunday because then we went to the diner for dinner and I got a big mm. turkey burger with onions and avocado on it. Um, oh and- yes, by the way, the the meatloaf was turkey meat. Yeah, well, ground turkey. I completely forgot. I, I thought it was ground beef, and I did hashtags beef and everything. I felt like an idiot. Yep, uh, and you can't and you can't go back and re-edit those. No. Re-edit that post. And I wrote, I commented, I was like, "Whoops." <laughs> yeah, uh, but speaking of turkey meat, I did do a lot of cooking myself this week since I really have had not a lot going on. Uh, we did turkey chili at the house this week. I did some great bone-in uh, strip steaks this week as well. I did uh, garlic marinated chicken on the grill. I did Brussels sprouts with bacon and maple syrup all sautéed together, which was outstanding. Um, yeah. And then, um, that's it. Watching the, the, watching the World Series and kind of happy the Astros were out. I just, I had this really dark premonition that they were going to make it to the World Series. And it didn't happen. So, congratulations <laughs> to the Rays. I'm saying Rays in seven. It's a five-game series now that they both, uh, had one game apiece. It's Rays and the Dodgers, right? The Rays and the Dodgers, that's right. How could you, how could you go against Brooklyn? Uh, Los Angeles, brother. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Imagine anyway, I actually thought they were the Brooklyn Dodgers. I wouldn't put it past you. Come on, I know Mets, Yankees, the yeah. Buffalo Bills. The Buff- they're doing very well, <laughs> even though they lost to the Chiefs. So, shout out to Jason uh, Sign Guy. 
<laughs> big Chiefs, big Chiefs guy over there. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, and let's get on to wrestling. Let's talk about wrestling this week because wrestling was fun this week. There's a lot of it. Uh, we'll start off. We're gonna flip flop back and forth, go all over the place, and uh, we'll start off with AEW. AEW Dynamite. This week you had all. Can we just just lump it all together into one thing, just because it was kind of like the main concept of the night. The number the one first, contenders tourney. I'd rather not. The world <laughs> title eliminator quarterfinals. Uh, you started off the show with Wardlow defeating Jungle Boy. This match was awesome. Which, yeah, I think the right person won, and I obviously would have liked to have seen Jungle Boy win this, but uh, Wardlow needed this win here. And I thought his finisher, the F10, whatever they're calling yeah, it, the F10. was outstanding. It was like uh, that uh, SummerSlam commercial, Brock Lesnar, F5, <laughs> the shark. But the, the shark, shark was a Jungle yeah. Boy. That's funny. Uh, next up, major news as Full Gear's main event has been announced. It's going to be Eddie Kingston facing John Moxley in an I Quit match. Um, I like this. It, you know, they've kind of seeded the story from when he first faced John Moxley and didn't quit. So, very cool. Yeah, this day they had the video package where they where Moxley was saying how much uh, Eddie Kingston has changed, and it's like I, I, I mean. I don't know him personally, but I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so <laughs> we, either. It looks like the same Eddie that we've seen for years, except for that run car where he was like, you know, Uber white meat baby face uh, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Um, next up, okay. So it was put the the another huge topic this week. It was reported. It was supposed to be Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela in the first round of this World Title Eliminated Tournament early in the day on Wednesday. Reports came out from AEW saying that Joey Janela would would have been very close contact with somebody who tested positive for COVID-19. And out of consideration of this, Joey Janela is taking the proper steps to quarantine and he would not be facing off in his match against Kenny Omega that night. It it was then replaced with Sonny Kiss, who was squashed, bro, by Kenny Omega. Apparently the cleaner's back. Uh, apparently, Kenny comes out with dancing women and brew with brooms. Um, real silly, real silly. Wait, in my... wait, wait. That happened this week. Yeah, Kenny's new end. I'm looking at the results right now. Kenny's new entrance consists of dancing women with brooms. I maybe blocked that out. I don't remember that. You probably I remember. Didn't. I remember a V trigger, and I remember one winged angel from the from the match. But and then and, Omega helped Sunny Kiss up afterwards, and, and I was thought being for a sure... total tool about it. Yeah, bro. All right. Yeah, yeah. Good job. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. I'm yeah, Kenny Omega. I thought Omega was going to beat Sunny Kiss down, but that didn't happen. Yeah, because I feel like he's just going to try to do a clean sweep through this entire... Uh, and we both said it last week. It's going to be Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page in the finals. And it, uh, <laughs> after he won, it, that was that that face of his went absolutely viral. <laughs> like the kid, me. like, and I sent it to you, which is probably not the picture of the week. No. Um, what? No, it's not. Of course it's not. I do one thing and it doesn't even get, probably doesn't even get put up. Um, you made that? I saw I made tons that. of people. I saw that all over the internet. I didn't see it all over the internet. I, I thought of the idea and I put it on paper. Yeah, I, that's why over. I put the, that's why I put the marking out logo, uh, I didn't even the opacity that. down. What? Yeah, because you don't care about stuff I do. Not, I care. Not, what are you picture? talking about? I love cooking with Brandon. <laughs> yeah, so much so that you credit me on your behind-the-scenes pictures. I... Anyway, but let's get back to Joey Janela. I know you 
as long as like everybody else in the internet wrestling community has been so hard on the way that all elite wrestling has been managing the COVID-19 situation. And do you feel like this is a good, hey, listen, Joey has been in contact with somebody that tested positive. We're not having on the show tonight. Do you think this is a good thing for AEW? Are you happy with this? Do you think well, yeah, do you that, think Tony that Khan should, should have that... came out at the beginning of the show and said, "Hey, everybody, listen. I have I'm we're really great friends, but I have to let you know this." No, I think it was right for them to pull Joey, and I think they should have done that last week. But they probably, but because the way it came out is the independent wrestler AJ Gray. He said that he tested positive for it earlier that day. And yeah, but pick- he said he didn't come in contact with people. It wasn't the people from the, the event. Again. That no. he came in contact with. But people from that event were testing positive. And yes. that was already a, a known thing. That was already out there by the time uh, Dynamite was last week. But anyway, it's... So I don't understand how Moxley and, and Orange Cassidy were there. And I'm pretty sure, weren't there other people from Dynamite? No. I don't believe so. No. Because I know like Kylie Ray was on that show, but... Ethan Page was on that show. Uh, Josh Alexander was on the show. They all came out and said, hey, listen, like two days ago, Josh Alexander said, hey, guess what? I just tested negative for it. Ethan Page posted his report on social media and said, hey, still bound for glory. So, And that's also like another thing like that. It's like I, I understand they're getting tested and, and then it comes back negative. But look what ROH did. They're still like, nah, take the two weeks off. Yeah. And they which, just released a, a blacklight poster for Danhausen, which looks really cool. If I if I was still thirteen years old in my parents' house with all the blacklights I had, I would buy it. But I don't think wow, Rachel, a thirteen year old with blacklights. I had, dude. I had so many. I had a, this corn blacklight poster that said the band Corn in green letters. I had the sickest Pantera Cowboys from Hell poster. It was so you, sick. You get it from Spencer's Gifts. Um, that or what was the other place? Village Streetwear. Oh, Village Streetwear still going strong. Yeah, but they're not what they used to be. That's total hipster, <laughs> hipster talk. I, I felt like such a poser every time I walked into Village Streetwear. Getting Jankos and caffeine. I, I never got anything from there, but my brother used to shop there. Ma, can we go to Village Streetwear? All right. Uh, so, <laughs> next up. But he hope- skated, so it was like. Yeah, next up. I mean, okay. I hope Joey Janela, you know, they, they test him frequently now. I don't know if they sent him home. Two? Yeah, I don't know. Because I know usually they do two tapings in a row, so like next week, next week's... No, they don't. They don't? No. Oh, I thought they did. Wow. Okay, never No, because last week was live and this week was live, so I don't know... That's what, And that's what, I, that's what people originally said, like, oh, that's why Moxley and Orange Cassidy weren't pulled last week, but you go and look on the, the Ticketmaster history, and that was a live taping. I'm sorry that I don't go back and look at the ticket mister history. Uh, well. Oh, my God. All right, let's continue on. Another match in this world title eliminator quarterfinals. You have Ray Phoenix picking up the victory over his brother, Penta L0M. What a fun match this was. Um. Yeah, uh, apparently Phoenix might have hurt his neck in this match. Yes. I, I forget what spot it was, but he, they pulled out all the stops. A super awesome Spanish fly. Um, I, I I thought this match, uh, I, like, obviously it was going to be good. We've seen it so many times. They faced each other so many times. They've grown up together. They're brothers. Um, I thought the counter spots were really cool. 
Very. And that, that one power bomb that Penta did. Yeah. I thought was really cool. And then it, it had such a, a hot ending to it. So. Yeah. And Eddie Kingston good. on commentary helps really kind of sell it, too. He's like, yeah. look at my best friend. Uh, <laughs> speaking of best friends. After that, we saw a video package with the best friends and Miro and Kip Sabian about the video game arcade gimmick, and uh, that's about it. I don't know if it's, I mean, it's obviously going to lead to a match at full gear, but I don't know if that's officially announced yet. Yeah, I mean, it's probably video game on a pole match. Um, <sighs> next up, imagine? though, more quarterfinal eliminator action as Hangman Page defeats Cole Cabana. I like this match a lot. I thought the ending was done very well with the quick reversals into the Buckshot Lariat. Am I upset yeah. about the outcome of the match? Yes, I am. But, but it was an obvious outcome. Yeah, oh, for sure. I for liked, sure. Uh, even before the match, Dark Order did a uh, an interview beforehand <laughs> that I thought was funny. Johnny's, I, I, this is the one thing that I was thinking of, and I'll, I'll go back to it when we talk about the main events of the night, that the, everybody who watches this program on nationally syndicated TV can kind of see what we've been seeing for years and how much of a treasure John Silver is. <laughs> I think it'll... I, I do see a lot of people complaining about John Silver. Because like that's... his comedic aspect, but it's going to take people time to warm up to what it actually is. Because I do see that there are people that are like, oh, at first I hated it, but now it's like one of the funniest things that I could possibly watch. Yeah, it's uh, it's so... He was doing this in like CCW too. Yeah, and like we, I mean, even I don't know if we still have the bumper, but it was like no, because it was uh on our one hundredth episode, and it was just like, um, it was just like a, a goofy style congratulatory bumper. I don't think I have to us, but yeah. So, and we've been praising, obviously, we've been praising Johnny for for years now. So, yeah. Uh, next um, up, but that I'll... that apron bump that Paige took from the top rope looked like it would have hurt. Yeah, a whole and then, lot. And then Cabana followed it up almost immediately with that running splash off the apron. Yeah, which was awesome. Again, why? that's why Cole, Cole Cabana, I think, is my number five favorite wrestler of all time. Who's number one? Brett? Edge, brother. Oh, Edge. Is yeah. Brett in the top five? Yeah, no, he's right. number two. Oh, jeez. He is well, number we might two. as well know who three and four are. <laughs> uh, three is Matt Cardona, for selfish reasons. Uh, and four is Jericho. And then Five's Cabana. And speaking, I'm looking at my Jericho figure right now. I forgot to say in the beginning of the show. So I had to go to Walmart for something the other day, and I always check the action figure aisle, and they got a whole bunch of new basics. And I just, just because it was there, I got the, the basic uh, Bray Wyatt in the sweater and stuff like that. It's pretty, yeah. I mean, the face is pretty lifelike. I mean, the movement itself sucks, but. But doesn't the sweater vest look like garbage? I I I have it posed right now that that Jericho is giving Bray Wyatt the Judas effect, and it looks pretty cool. Oh, so. you uh, you take your figures out of the box? Well, no, because I I have two of the Jericho AEW figures. One I want to keep out of the box, and one I want to keep in the box. It's a basic, you know. If it was an elite, I would take it out. But uh, wait, you know, I thought you just said he was no, given the, the Judas effect. Yeah, not the no the 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 Bray I have. Yeah, no, is a basic. no, I understand Bray is is a basic. I have two Jerichos of the AEW figures. No, no, but did you take Bray out of the box? Yes, I did. Them? Okay, yeah. It's a basic. If it wasn't, it's not a lead. I'm sitting here looking at my Matt Riddle, my Otis, and my Ravishing Recruit all week. Like, do I want to take these out of the box? But, oh, your elites you don't take out. No, the elites I don't okay. take out. And like certain like it's like 
I have a Matt Cardone, a Zack Ryder basic somewhere in my attic. I'm not taking that out of the box. Did Does you cert- order the the new ones or no? What new ones? The the ones that they had on sale though. The, the, the Super Seven. Out. Yeah. Yeah, I got the I got the Matt Cardone one. Had to come on, keep it with the keep. And I, now I have to like go back and find like that elite with the USA gear and all those and stuff like that. I mean, with I the USA it. gear, oh, I have that one. Yeah, yeah, I know. Matt, Sal has it too. I'm so jealous. I think it. I think that one I ordered. I just knew it was going to be too difficult to find in a store. I ordered from Ringside using the code Major. It's still it'd be, yeah, but it's probably not available anymore. Actually, I probably didn't use the code Major. That was probably way before. Probably way before. Uh, <laughs> next up, you have Team Taz come out to the ring, cut a promo on Darby Allen, cut a promo on Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs. Yeah. yeah, he was telling Will Hobbs better give him an answer soon to join Team Taz. And then he moved on to Darby about how Darby's getting a TNT title shot at full gear, how it makes no sense, and how Tony Khan apparently said to Taz that if uh, Starks had defeated Darby Allen a few weeks ago, it would have been him in the match. Yeah, true. And then Starks threatened Darby Allen. Um, I mean, I feel like we could just group that Darby Allen talk in right now. Yeah, sure. They air a video with Steve-O where Darby Allen locks himself in a body bag and throws him off, throws himself off of a half pipe. Yep, a la jackass. That's how he's and getting ready. That's how he's getting out, ready for full gear. Stumbles out, he goes, I'm gonna win the TNT championship. Yeah. And then we come back from commercial and Jim Ross is like, Oh, I just don't think that's fun. <laughs> I don't see how that's fun. Yeah. Not at all. I I I, I don't understand what <laughs> I, I I don't get it. I don't know. How could you prepare yourself for a title shot by maybe injuring yourself? I don't know. I don't and know. There, it wasn't even like I don't think there was time for a camera cut where like it wasn't him in the bag. No, it wasn't. It was one long shot. Yeah, I just <laughs> whatever though. But after that, we had. Chris Jericho and MJF lay dinner debonair. Um, at first, it starts off with MJF ordering a well-done porterhouse and a baked potato on the side, and then Jericho orders the same thing and lowers his temperature to medium well, and they and go he, back and forth yeah. until it gets to raw, basically. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, out of nowhere... A musical number starts. Yeah. But and a, a a dance number happens. Jericho gets blown up. Oh, yes. I was and they were he was poorly lip syncing too, but he was super blown up in that segment. I um, love this. Where though. he looked like Brock Lesnar almost. <laughs> but so the like the only thing I could think to describe this segment was Goofy Family Guy. Family Guy, 100% okay. Family Guy. It was like a cutaway that Family Guy would have done. It was sort of like a, a, a Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin parody of sorts. Um, and I can't say that I hated it, but I do think that if this happened in WWE, it would be crucified beyond crucifixion. I don't think so. I I, I think it's I getting more know, flack because it was on AEW. And this is, this is a good point that I heard somebody say this week. Like... The role reversal 
between AW and NXT this week was their flip flop. Whereas NXT was more of a wrestling heavy show, where this week was more of a entertainment style show with all elite wrestling. And I love the people out there that are like, oh, guess what, everybody? AW's WWE Light. No, they're giving you something different. I'm assuming Jericho and and all and the people are like, oh yeah, MJF's a terrible singer. I thought he was outstanding. I no, MJF's not a terrible singer, and he was in actual key. Like, yeah, yeah, and like, and then and then, and then you have the marks that uh, you know have nothing better to do but look uh, look for MJF's past and you know throw those videos up and whatnot. But I thought this was fun. This adds another layer to this feud. It, Anything it, I could t- do, you could do. I could do better. I'm the up and coming thing. This is going to lead to a big bluff match where MJF is going to get over Jericho. But to to just make a point though, they. AEW has said they would never do something like that. Okay, people change their but, minds. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's. I like, know, but you're holding that against that them. That's in, the thing. That's like something that they went in like directly making fun of WWE for, and then did this. And I, again, like I, I don't have a problem with it. I can 110 percent see how people have problems with this because everybody has it's a problem just, with everything. It, but it, if you don't but, like it, on. don't talk about but, it. But don't. What? You can't you can't understand how somebody could have a problem with this? No. Maybe like people not yeah, everybody I can't under- I mean, yeah, I mean yes, I can understand why they have it because th- there are people out there that just go after AEW I, for no, everything. I don't think so. I don't think so because I do if think this so. happened on WWE, I really do think it would get torn apart. No, I don't. I don't think it would have got torn apart at all. And and there are people there are people who were I saw other people's tweets saying if they did I something like, like that this MJF, was like I like Chris Jericho I love AEW but what the absolute hell is this segment I loved it I it was entertaining it was something different than another in ring promo or backstage promo between two guys that are not just talented in the professional wrestling ring but just talented as overall human beings. It showed a different side I, of it. Yes, they did. Yes, this is the, this is the first time that w, AEW did something like this, and let them try it. The, you, you forget, the company is a year old, so they're still yeah. going to try out different things. It's like training wheels. If this guy gets over, cool. You know, they did the, the stadium stampede match. That got over. That was uh, that was outstanding. Cool. You know, they're, I thought, they're a year old. I thought the segment was good. I think they should 110% make an album with MJF. Like, 1,000% make an album with MJF. And do like Robert Goulet. Um, was like Robert Goulet. Yeah, just have him like a, you know, a lounge singer. Said? Yeah, a lounge singer type of <laughs> album. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, Seth MacFarlane's been doing that. And he gets nominated for, for Grammys. I think he might have even won one or, or two. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I think... For a wrestling show, it was completely out of place. Not something I would want to watch on a wrestling show, but I, for what the segment was, I enjoyed it. All right, and I would watch that something like that again, just maybe not on an episode of Dynamite. Yeah. Next up, you had Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, with Reba defeating Killin King. Um, Killin King's been getting the spotlight a lot recently. She had a good match with Brandy on Dark this week, also. So it was a uh, good to see her. On uh, on Dynamite this week, uh, Britt Baker gets the win with the uh, lockjaw lock with the with the pink glove this week, adding a little uh, you know dynamic to this gimmick now of her putting her hand in people's mouths. So, um, and they announced um, next week it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Orange Cassidy in a lumberjack match. So I don't oh. think the twenty minute 
time limit will uh, uh, apply in this one, as there will be lumberjacks around the ring. Lumberjack. Yeah, they announced that, brother. So hmm. it should be uh, it should be fun. Hopefully, we see a new uh, TNT champion. Probably won't happen, but yeah. Main event of the evening saw the Young Bucks obviously defeat the Butcher and the Blade, Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver, as well as Private Party. Uh, Where do you want to start? I don't watch AEW Dark, so it was weird to see Allie randomly back with the Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, this week on uh, on Dark, uh, Eddie Kingston comes out during Q2 Marshall's match and says, Hey, guess what? Guess who's back with us? And shows off... Uh, Allie, the bunny, back in full gear. Now the family's complete. I like, uh... I think it's just them. Like, they just assume people watch all their stuff. I know. Well, they talked about it, too, before the match. Oh, they came out? Yeah, they showed... Well, they showed the video of it. When they when she first came out, I was like, how... What, what, what is this? How does this make sense? It didn't make sense. It was like when they, when they randomly split up the Nightmare Collective, and I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here, but that was probably for the best. Um, okay, so there's that thing. What else do you want to touch on in this match? Well, uh, uh, if you Johnny Silver blinked, being the man. If you blink, though, before that, even uh, during like if you don't pay attention during commercial breaks, you miss Matt Hardy brawling with Sammy Guevara. Yes. Uh, which they have a full gear match, I believe, an elite deletion match at the at the Hardy compounds. Um, and then during this match, a scary spot. With uh, Alex Reynolds getting knocked out, yeah, very scary. And spot. nobody, nobody seemed to just notice a limp wrestler lying there on the mat. And he hobbled up for another spot uh, a bit after that, and he was able to walk off after his match. He posted about the the incident, saying that he believes the doctors and everybody handled it correctly, which I don't necessarily agree with. I don't really see how Finn Balor wrestled a main event match in NXT with a broken jaw. They did not stop the match. That could have been him. Yeah, but a broken I know, jaw, but, I think, is a lot different than, like, actually being knocked out. I know, but, did, especially but, but, here's, the, but, here, but here's the thing. Right after that spot, you saw the blade, the gem of a human being that he is, pull Alex Reynolds to the side and tag him in so that way he can get in. To kind like of, the referee, the referee doesn't notice that to me. Like that makes no no sense. Are you, you handling? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not trying. Like it's a scary spot. Yes, but do you have to realize? Like the referee's trying to look at one thing. The referee's got to handle eight guys in a ring. About that, right? But if if there was one person, Alex Reynolds was the was in the match. Yeah, and then he got out of the match. I'm not. But I'm not trying. In, I'm not trying. He was to defend, in but the match, too. though. Is that like like if you're supposed to focus on people in the match? He was a legal person in the match and literally lying there knocked out. The referee looks and the and he gets dragged, lifelessly dragged. Butcher has or Blade, I mean, has to literally lift Alex Reynolds' hand up to tag it. Like I don't know. Hopefully everything is alright with Alex. I know he did write that, but we always but, but it's wish, AEW. Wish him the best. So you have to pinpoint at AEW. If this no, happens, if, if, if this happens, okay, 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 no, 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 hypothetically, hypothetically, here, hypothetically, eight man, eight four man tag team match happens on NXT. Brazongo gets knocked out, is laying on the side of the ring. If Fandango, Somebody, if Fandango was was knocked out as like Alex was, 
the match would have been stopped. No, would have. It would, I, I, I 100%. There's no way. No, there's they, no I, way. I am 110% telling you it have not been stopped. They would have rolled I him out to the side I of the ring. I can't see that being happening. I can't see that. I and can that see that happening. That was a terrible sentence I just had. <laughs> I can't see that being happening. I can't. No. I, I don't I, think that would happen. They, WWE no. has medical staff ringside. Where's so, AEW? That It took so long for even Cody to come out. Oh, well, he came out after the show. But Tony they Khan didn't come out. Vince McMahon wouldn't have come out. Triple H wouldn't have came out. Triple H probably would have if something like that happened. But they wouldn't have stopped the match. I'm telling you, they wouldn't we, have stopped the match. We've seen them stop bit. the matches before for stuff. We've seen the referees handle. Look at Ivar. Got injured. They didn't stop the match, but he literally sees it and puts up the X right away. I don't know. So I, 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 I think it would be handled differently, and I think it should have been handled a lot differently. And I yes, I understand there's a lot going on in the match, but if Alex was the legal person in the ring, how do you not focus on the legal person in the ring? I mean, he got tagged out right afterwards. I'm not... I, I mean, it, it was a scary spot, yes. But I'm saying, again, because I always say this, everybody points fingers at AEW. If this happened the other way around, or if no, this happened somewhere... No, I disagree with you, though. If it happened in WWE, people would be pointing even more fingers. Okay, so let's agree... But I don't to think di- it would let's, ag- let's agree to disagree here, as Dave would say, and continue on with the fact that now it's FTR versus the Young Bucks. I don't care. I want to see the Young... And then afterwards, <laughs> FTR beats the, beats the living hell out of uh, the Young Bucks. Fantastic. Breaks Matt Jack- yeah, and- Jackson ankle. Good. We also we we have uh, the addition of a masked timekeeper showing up who attacked the young bucks with a chair. They do a triple spike pile driver and they stop Matt's leg with the chair and it turns out to be Tully Blanchard. Yep. I don't like what was that? What was the point of that? It was a way for the heels because in the past couple of weeks you've seen the young bucks trying to be like the heels. But yeah. now it's kind of showing you, hey, guess what? You guys want to act like heels? You want to be tough? Cool. Listen, we're going to get our ace in the hole, which is our manager, Tully Blanchard, to come up from behind and give you the, and give the one-up on you. You guys think you're so tough as heels? Here you go. We're the real heels. As, as a saving grace for your, your peace of mind with this, Isaiah Cassidy's shoulders were up during yes, the three counts. So I maybe saw that'll this. that'll be... Maybe that'll be worked in somehow. I don't think it'll be worked in because I watched it like three I don't or think four so times. Either, but I think it was like three or four times. Just at three, he got his shoulders up. So prob- I think it was. I think it it could have been something that ah, it was. Could it was be two seconds in, and eighty nine milliseconds. No, it was it was like just at the three count, so they're gonna give it to him. Also, they're probably pressed on time. So anyway, that was Impact. Uh, that was AEW Dynamite for this week. Let's get on to Impact because it is Bound for Glory week. By the way, did you watch Talk and Shop uh, Full Keg? I did not. Where am I going to watch that? I watched it. I got a... It's on Impact Plus now. Mm. Um, and it was ridiculous. Hands down ridiculous. I saw GIFs and, and clips from it, but... Yeah, it was good. That doesn't look like something I'd watch. No, it's it's not. Cause, uh, but you watch Sam Roberts' show on the network. No, I, I just checked it out to see what it was. I didn't know what it was going to be. And then the whole audio was off for, for him. Not for Xbox, but... Um, however, video, I, I enjoy... I Well, I'm a big fan of Cows and Anderson, and it was just stupid humor. They showed their cartoon they have, the gimmicks, which is, which is funny. They talked about their whiskey... Gallows Minions had had a battle royal, which was just so horrible. One of the guys knocked himself out on the air conditioning unit above the ring. 
It was so is good. That, is that a shoot bar or is that like a... Yeah, it's a shoot bar in, in Georgia. Somebody's house? No, it's a shoot bar in Georgia. Oh. Um, and Rocky Romero has been on three different companies uh, programming over the past month. He's He was in the, the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament. He's a commentator for New Japan for the G1, by the way, this week. Uh, G1 ended. And he's Called on... Abushi. Uh, yeah, Abushi again. So, um, and now he's on uh, Impact Wrestling. So, kudos to him. You start off Impact Wrestling, though, with a big match as the winners uh, get to... The winner of this match gets to... Enter the call your shot gauntlet at number 20, and the loser has to enter number one. Unfortunately, Rhino has to now enter number one, and Hernandez gets to get the got the win and gets to enter number 20. Uh, yeah, I liked during this match, Alicia pushing everyone like yeah. she wasn't afraid and then she ended up getting gored by mistake and Rhino felt so bad about it yeah like, but oh, no. um I did you think that like Rhino or Heath would have won this or no no because they're gonna put everything against him impact I have to find it impact had a great stat on oh good I am doing this job awesome um impact had a great stat on their social media about Rhino this week. I'm going to try to pull it up here. They posted a lot of stuff. Here, here it goes. They had a post. It said, Rhino has overcome incredible odds at Bound for Glory before, winning three matches in one night to become the world champion at Bound for Glory 2005. So, you know, this could be a little, uh, you know, maybe that's a foreshadowing post that he'll, maybe he'll get to number 20, have to face off against Hernandez. And then uh, something happens and uh, Rhino wins. So, Cool, cool. After that, we saw Jimmy Jacobs speaking with Moose, who got the TNA championship back. And then he storms off, and guys wearing EC3 gimmicks abducted Jimmy Jacobs, and they brought him to EC3. And uh, they basically announced that EC3 and Moose will be wrestling in the narrative, which I believe is that raw underground style place that we've seen. In EC3 promos before yes. Raw Underground was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, we saw Johnny Bravo yelling at his wedding party. Didn't really go anywhere. But we also saw Deanna Perrazzo, a uh, hype video for the Bound for Glory championship match. I thought was well done. Then we had the Kylie Ray one later on. Also well done. Uh, matchup, we saw Rosemary defeat Havoc, which now Havoc has to bring far- Father James Mitchell back for Rosemary's wedding taking place on Impact next week. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing Sinister Minister. Hell yeah. It'll be awesome. We saw Sammy Callahan defeat Eddie Edwards. I thought Eddie Edwards was going to pick up the victory here because for obvious reasons, uh, pay-per-view, the, the, the one the one up. Yeah, but he I didn't. Ken Shamrock the, uh, had a shot or whatever. But yep. uh, yeah, Callahan. Wait, is Ken Shamrock wrestling Eddie Edwards at Bound for Glory? Yes, yes. Okay, um, yeah, and his I believe his Hall of Fame induction ceremony will be on Twitch at seven p.m. Yeah, I think. And yes, if not, I think it'll be on their socials everywhere else. Uh, but yeah, Sammy Callahan hacked the lights and everything at one point, and Shamrock appeared on the apron, which distracted Eddie Edwards. And uh, 
after the match, Ken Shamrock locked Eddie in the ankle lock just to further push their match. But now that makes me think Eddie Edwards is going to win. You think so? You well, think it, it makes sense. Now then he could say, I beat a TNA Hall of Famer or an Impact Hall of Famer. Well, I, you kind of can see that Eddie Edwards will probably be, at some point in his life be the Impact Hall oh, of Famer. Oh, 100%. Yes, 100%. 110%. Yeah, him and Davey Richards, probably. Continuing on, you had Willie Mack, TJP, Trey Miguel defeat Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, and Rohit Raju. This is, uh, you know, little uh, six-person action going towards the six-person scramble at Bound for Glory. So, cool. I thought this was going to end in a brawl, and it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. We saw saw Eric Young. Yeah. Uh, we saw Eric Young being interviewed, and uh, Rich Swan attacked him. So even though Rich Swan's not at 100%, he's going to make sure Eddie, uh, Eric Young is not at 100% either. Uh, and then the main event, we saw the Good Brothers versus the North end in a no contest because Mad Men Fulton and Austin Ace Austin jumped the, the Good Brothers. Motor City Machine Guns jumped in to make the save, and then that's the big brawl of the evening. Yeah. And then Good Brothers and Motor Motor City Machine Guns seemed like they were good, but Good Brothers attacked them. Hit the Magic Killer. Hit the Magic Killer. They got the one up at the end of the show to lead off uh, a, a solid tag team match. Yeah. So uh, Bound for Glory taking place this weekend in Nashville, Tennessee at the Skyway Studios. Um Let's call your style. Let's start off with the call your shot gauntlet. Call your shot gauntlet. Um, who do you think's winning this? I see what I because they didn't. They have that stipulation where if if Heath or Rhino wins, Heath gets the full time contract. But if neither of them win, then Rhino gets fired. Yeah. But then what happens? There to Heath? has to be some sort of. I'm. I would have to assume Rhino's winning. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Rhino or Heath is winning. So, so I, I. I'm gonna say Rhino. Yeah, I'm. I'll say Rhino as well. We just spoke about it. Eddie Edwards versus Ken Shamrock, the robot with Sammy Callahan in his corner. Um, I'm gonna say Eddie Edwards. Yes, Eddie Edwards. In the undisclosed location, it's gonna be EC3 versus Moose. Um, just because we know EC3 is going to Ring of Honor, I'm going to say Moose. I would pick Moose normally, but I don't want to get our uh, predictions all the same, so I'm going to say EC3. All right. And a six-way scramble for the X Division title. It's going to be Chris Bay, Trey Miguel, Rohit Raju, the champion, TJP, Jordan Grace, and Willie Chocolate Caliente Mac. What are you saying? I'm going to stick with Rohit. I'm gonna stick Rohit. I'm gonna say uh, Trey Miguel. He, uh, you know, he had that nice, uh, he had that world title uh, push a month or so ago. So it'd be good to see him uh, get the get the W. For it's the... just that it's Rohit, just like won it in August. So I know. So I like uh, my lengthy title reigns. Yes, you do. Deanna Perazzo will be defending her Knockouts Championship against Kylie Ray. With the reports coming out this week that allegedly Deanna Perazzo has signed a long term not uh, contract with Impact, I'm gonna say Deanna Perazzo. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm no, I'm going to say Kylie Ray. You think Susie or Sue Young has some sort of uh, interference here? 
I actually, yeah, she might end up costing Kylie Ray the match or so. But I'm going to say Kylie Ray, even though it's probably Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah. In a four-way tag team title match, it's going to be the Motor City Machine Guns defending their titles against the North, Madman Fulton and Ace Austin, and the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. I'm saying the Good Brothers, it's just... Yeah. It has to be the Good Brothers, right? To. They signed a contract for championships only. Because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're such they're so they're such marks for titles. Uh, yeah, I'm saying the Good Brothers as well. Uh, and then the main event for the Impact World Championship, we have the champion Eric Young defending that title against Rich Swan. I'm sticking with Eric Young. I'm sticking with Eric Young. But do we see if Heath wins the bout the Call Your Shot Gauntlet? Do we see Heath cashing at the end of the night? Do you want that big moment of rebound? You want that moment that people are going to talk about, especially with with Impact recently. You know, it's it's. I want to say it's up and coming again, but you know, people are talking about it a lot more. We're talking about it a lot more on the show. We want to I see didn't even week. like think of that. You see at the end of the, at the end of the show, Eric Young's all celebrating. You know they've had all this imagery and all these amazing promos for Bound for Glory, where Eric Young's been doing this psychopath gimmick, and then Heath yeah. comes in and wins the title. That'd be cool because uh, two thirds of three man band would be champions at yeah. the same time. It'd be so cool of different companies. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, Bound for Glory, a lot to look forward to. We'll talk about it next week, and we're gonna take a little break with some words from Manscaped. Our friends at Manscaped are here to remind you to take care of your biggest grooming and hygiene needs from head to toe. The all-in-one Manscaped Performance Package Kit delivers the best tools to shave your body, including your family jewels. You heard that right, even your balls. So I feel like I've used every single buzzer on the world when it comes to you know, shaving down there because I like to you know, keep a tight ship down there. This isn't no sloppy shop. So one time I was using some store-bought buzzer and I go down there and I must have, it gave me the biggest tug in the world and I must have screamed like a little girl. For your most aggressive hair below the waist, their new Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is a must. It's waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts and even has a light to help you with your close shave down there. Manscaped went a step further and just released their Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. After you shave the boys downstairs, don't forget to whack the weeds upstairs. The Weed Whacker also has proprietary skin-safe technology to help prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The performance package also includes Crop Preserver. It's deodorant for your balls to protect against chafing. Also, their Crop Reviver Ball Toner will keep the boys fresh at all times. And they only use the best ingredients. Vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free formulations. Have smelly feet? Manscaped can help with their Foot Duster Foot Deodorant made to fight odors of the dirtiest feet. Want to smell good everywhere? Good, because the refined cologne by Manscaped is a clean, fresh scent designed for the refined gentleman. Plus, it smells amazing. On top of everything, they've thrown in the Shed Travel Bag to carry your goods and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs to hold the entire package together. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this read, at manscaped.com. Your balls and your body will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. Once again, that's the code REGARDLESS, that's three for this read, for 20% off and free. 
free shipping. Take the leap and join the Manscaped movement today. Back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Uh, always great to have Manscaped aboard. Use the coupon code REGARDLESS for 20% off and free shipping. Um, I said it last week. I'll say it again. The Lawnmower 3.0. Outstanding buzzer. You gotta topple that with the great crop preserver that I use on an everyday basis and the ball wipes. Let's talk about the ball wipes. We've had an Indian summer here on Long Island, and especially in the middle of the day, going out doing some yard work, I'm like, oh man, oh, what do I have in my, in my bathroom right now? Some ball wipes. A couple little uh, wipes down there. Feeling good to go for the rest of the day. So go to manscaped.com, use the coupon code regardless to save 20% off and free shipping, and let's kick it to Brandon and Dave, maybe, I don't know, with some WWE talk. Thank you, Chris. We will be back with you in a bit. Uh, Dave is joining us. Dave, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing excellent. How about yourself? Still awesome, as always. Moving over to WWE, we have... Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Had to to get that one in there. New theme song for Monday Night Raw. I can't keep track of the theme songs at this point. And I I don't think I'm I I mean it'll grow on me eventually, but I just I miss when shows had one song for a long time. I miss when they had songs that were actually good. I, I don't I don't think it's a bad song, but like I miss I mean <laughs> I'll catch slack for this, but I'll, I miss the Nickelback theme song. <laughs> uh, no flack on my end. I actually really like that theme song. And um, I, I miss uh, I miss the Across the Nation. That was a good one. But yeah, I definitely so, don't like any of the more recent ones that they've been having. So Monday Night Raw kicks off with Alexa Bliss to introduce The Fiend. Retribution comes out uh, and Mustafa Ali turns the lights out. And then Fiend and Alexa Bliss disappeared. Hurt Business came out and they all brawled, leading to a match where the Hurt Business defeat Retribution. Uh, There was a a standoff at one point before a commercial break where the Fiend's music played and his gimmicks, uh, or actually the gimmicks didn't happen, but Fiend was on the screen watching. It led to nothing. T-Bar taps to Lashley. After the match... I, I takes hate, him out. I hate that. There's no reason why T Bar should be tapping to anyone. He's supposed to be yeah. like the muscle of the group. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't. That, I did not like that at all. Yeah, at least have um, what's his face? Slapjack. Yes, Slapjack. Um, take the beating and take the the tap out. You know. After that, we saw AJ Styles cut a promo. Um. Can't even begin to pronounce Jordan's last name. I apologize. Oh, McBean is now AJ Styles bodyguard. We saw him previously as a ninja for Akira Tozawa and uh, the bodyguard for raw underground. Yeah. Bodyguard security guard. There really wasn't any explanation as to why AJ Styles has a bodyguard now. To me, like, it doesn't make sense for AJ. It makes sense for somebody like Miz. Mm-hmm. But I'm still like, 
I'm still going to give this time. I'll wait to see where it leads to. I thought the memes that came out of it were hilarious because of how tall he is compared to AJ Styles. I saw one where somebody made AJ Styles like little, little tiny on the entrance ramp and and had him at like normal height. Mm -hmm. I thought that was funny. But AJ Styles goes on to defeat Matt Riddle. Um, The beginning of the match was interesting because... The referee tried to make AJ Styles get Jordan to leave the ring, and AJ was like, I, it, that's not on me to do. If you want him to leave, you have to ask him or get him to leave. So he finally leaves the ring. They start the match. I thought it was a good match. Um, just the the whole bodyguard thing had me puzzled. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm, let's see what happens, though. After that, we saw Asuka defeat Lana to retain the Raw Women's Championship. It was a quick match, as, I mean, I think most people could have expected. And they were they were even talking about how, like, Lana's pissed off how uh, she's, everybody, like, overlooks her, etc. And it's like, it's not on, it's not our fault that we overlook Lana. It's the WWE's fault because they've done nothing to build her up. But Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler came out. They attacked Asuka. Nia Jax clears off the commentary table and puts Lana through it for the fifth time now. Um, Asuka takes Baszler. Any sense to me? Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But Asuka took Shayna Shayna down, and then she left. Shayna Baszler and, and Nia Jax cut a promo where they challenged any team. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke step up. Then the most annoying thing of the night, uh, Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce come out as an apparent new tag team. They split up the Iconics to have Lacey Evans now team with Peyton Royce. I just don't get it. Riot Squad came out as well, but literally the dumbest thing I could possibly think of is like, oh, hey, let's split up the Iconics and then have Peyton tag with Lacey Evans. Why? Uh, that's one of the things that really frustrates me is that you take someone from a tag team out of a tag team just to put them back into a tag team. Where does that make any sense? I, I don't understand, but it turns into a random fatal four-way tag match where Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defeat them. I thought it was a sloppy match. I thought it was a stupid setup. It was just all-around annoying. I know a lot of people were like Lacey Evans almost broke her neck in that and oh, people were blaming one, yes. people were blaming Nia Jax, but I How? No because way. she there didn't was... she wasn't close enough to catch Lacey, but I think What? Yeah, but was Nia was the closest one there. But then Lacey, I think, came nowhere near close to breaking her neck. She was flat, her arms were on the mat, there was already there was no way she was gonna be able to break her neck there. I think I, I honestly think it's the camera angle. I've watched the clip multiple times in slow motion. She's on. She's flat. She's cleared. Absolutely uh, cleared. She was coming 100% straight on. cleared. No, she's cleared. A hundred percent. I I don't think so. It looked bad to me. You watched it once, correct? Uh, yeah. I watched it multiple times in slow motion. She's cleared. Her oh. arms are literally on the mat, and her oh. and she's on Nia Jax's knee. When when she's uh, when her hands are on the mat, uh, so 
nowhere uh, near being close to a spot like that. And like, I, I I really think it was just the camera angle. I don't know. She came off of that like it was Hayabusa spot. I don't know about that. With that but, rebound. Uh, after that, we saw Elias in concert. His album is uh, uh, unveiled to be called Universal Truth. And I miss going to concerts, so I definitely appreciated this segment, even though Elias wasn't singing live. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he finishes two songs and went to do an encore, asked for his guitar. Turns out that it was Jeff Hardy who swings the guitar at, at Elias. Um, so mm, probably not, but maybe we'll get a Jeff Hardy concert. Uh, he did shred on that guitar pretty well. I wonder if that was shoot shredding too, like if it was plugged in I, or whatnot. I I wouldn't put I wouldn't it past him it. at all because he's a musician as well. Yeah, I would I would buy into it. But Why Elias not? Elias challenged Jeff Hardy to a match at Hell in a Cell. I uh, I'm looking forward to Elias's album. I'm gonna probably purchase <laughs> it on Monday when it comes out. Of course. Oh, I purchased his EP, and maybe there's gonna be Bruce Springsteen tracks. Who knows? Uh, how about that? Well, because the when he had the EP, he said he recorded two Bruce tracks, and I I don't know if that was a shoot or a work. <laughs> Most likely, it was a work. But mm. after this, we saw Kofi Kingston defeat Sheamus. Um, why are they continuing a feud on from SmackDown with Big E when Big E's on SmackDown? I I don't know. Why is Kofi? Did right. Sheamus just lose his gimmick? Uh, no, he he wrestles. It, well, actually, I don't know. Well, because we right? haven't seen now him in the in a backstage segment. But he's not brawler looking anymore. That's only during segments. That's not his wrestling attire. I don't know. I I kind of was hoping that it was going to be his wrestling attire then. Yeah, but shouldn't be continued. Hopefully, I don't know. This is going to continue, but. They're doing nothing with Sheamus. Yeah, and also, Sheamus is a singles competitor. Why is he wrestling Kofi, who's a tag team partner? A tag team wrestler. I did appreciate Big E watching on the screen in the Thunderdome, though. Of course, of course. A nice little little hidden gem in there. Uh, After that, we saw Moose... uh, Mustafa? But it's not Mustafa. It's Mustafa. Mustafa. For years. How many years have we been saying Mustafa? And finally he cuts a promo and says Mustafa. Mustafa Ali cuts a promo on the Fiend and Hurt business. um, And said that his power isn't strength in numbers. It's creating chaos. It doesn't matter if he has the numbers behind him. It's the chaos that they cause. And then he confirms that he was the, the, the SmackDown hacker. And said that Which he's seen a, a lot. itself. Yeah, and like he said that huge, he's seen a lot of stuff. So, huge bombshell, and hopefully, I'm just I'm happy that we finally have closure on that because now it's like, oh, Mustafa Ali was studying uh, everybody's habits and stuff before creating retribution, and also that match at the beginning of Monday Night Raw was like, oh my god, they just it seemed like they buried retribution. But now with this promo, it's like, wait a minute. Thank God this promo exists. Because it doesn't matter if they lost. Mm-hmm. They're still going to... They see everything. They're going yeah. to be causing chaos. Everyone still better watch out. 
Yeah. Do you think that New Japan's Chaos is going to show up or no? No. Turf War? I don't think no? so. But later okay. on, Titus O'Neil tried to join the Hurt business, and they were like, yeah, we uh, we come, we came to an agreement. And Titus is like, oh, that's great. That's awesome. And MVP is like, nah, you're not getting it. We came to the agreement that you're not going to be part of the Hurt business. And then they attacked him. I, I thought... Uh, I thought it would be kind of weird if Titus joined Hurt Business. So I'm I'm glad he didn't. Uh, yeah. But earlier in the night, we saw Miz and Morrison backstage. They get cut off by Tucker, um, which I think should have happened last week when they did that, the, the Miz TV segment with Mandy and, and Dana. Um, but Tucker went and found himself a partner to take on Miz and Morrison. Later on, he introduces that tag team partner was El Gran Gordo. I had to take a second look (laughs) because man, oh man, did this guy look very similar to somebody who hosts a cooking show on YouTube that I know. (laughs) I thought it was uh, uncanny in some aspects. But it was basically Otis in in a mask. Uh, And Tucker and El Gran Gordo defeat Miz and Morrison. We saw R-Truth, Drew Gulak, and Akira Tozawa, as well as uh, Lucha House Party come out during this. Um, But El Gran Gordo picked up the victory here. And afterwards, we saw New Day celebrating with them. Uh, Mandy brought El Gran Gordo a ham. So it was nice to see some sort of closure between Otis and Mandy, even though it wasn't technically Otis. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, We had the Firefly Funhouse, which was about being a better friend. And Alexa Bliss shows up at the end, so she's going to be on the show from now on. Um... I don't know if it was the same outfit she wore from, uh, or just like a modified version of it from NXT when she was Freddy Krueger, but it definitely looked like it could have been that with the ripped sleeves, so I kind of popped for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw Braun Strowman defeat Keith Lee, and I really, I just, I'm done with this. I don't, I hope this doesn't continue, but I obviously it's going to continue because Braun Strowman low-blowed Keith Lee, and then Keith Lee... Uh, kicked him as well so it's definitely going to be continuing I'm just like I'm good on it Um, we also saw Charlie Caruso earlier in the night interviewing Drew McIntyre about the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view and he said the ambulance match should have been the end of him versus Randy Orton Um, but Drew was putting Randy over saying that he thrives in those sort of situations He's never been in a Hell in a Cell versus Randy Orton, who's been in a bunch of them. To close out Monday Night Raw, we saw Randy Orton speaking inside the Hell in a Cell, and he mentions his previous opponents that he's had inside there. He's mentioned everybody, mostly being Hall of Fame or or being a legend. And Drew McIntyre makes his way out to the ring. Orton challenges him to come get into the Hell in a Cell, even though Randy Orton locked it behind him. McIntyre breaks out bolt cutters, cuts the lock open. Randy picks up a chair. 
McIntyre goes in, closes the door, and Monday Night Raw ends without anything. Uh, yeah. It was... I don't understand it. Why? Why? But... I like Drew McIntyre did an interview and said that had the cameras kept rolling, they would have seen Randy Orton and himself break into a uh, song and dance number. Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny to uh, just piggyback off of what happened on AEW Dynamite this week. Why would, uh, you got a little segment for that. Um, did you not see the Jericho and MJF segment? No. Oh, I wow. work. You, uh, you gotta see that. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but moving over to NXT, we saw Kushida defeat Velveteen Dream and Tommaso Ciampa. Champa attacks Dream before the match. Kushida joins in. Uh, Velveteen Dream wearing camo pants, I assume, because of Champa. Um, but I thought this was a good match. A lot of hard hitting spots. You had Velveteen Dream hit Champa with the the cast that he had in, on his arm, but he falls off the apron, and Kushida ends up picking up the victory over Champa. So I'm happy that we see Kushida winning this match because it could have very easily had been Champa winning that. We also saw Ember Moon defeat Jesse Kamea, and I liked this match. Uh, Kamea had a lot of unique offense and defense here. Uh, and then Ember Moon won with a reverse cloverleaf crossface, which I... People were telling me she used to do on the independent scene when she was Athena. I thought it was a really cool move, though. I thought it would be like a kind of like a modified PTO because it wasn't like a sharpshooter. It was just a cloverleaf. Uh, but Dakota Kai attacked Ember afterwards. So we're going to see Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai coming up soon, I bet. I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be happening for sure. Um I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. I like how Dakota Kai attacked her right after the match, too. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Bronson Reed defeat Austin Theory. It was a quick match. Uh, it was weird to see this be over so quickly. Why? Because look at the matches that, that Austin Theory had for the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano. And those went on. They were like lengthy matches. Mm-hmm. Here, Bronson Reed gets a v- pretty quick victory over Austin Theory. And after the match happens, Austin Theory told Bronson to stop going to the back. Come back down because I'm going to be here until I defeat you. Another match gets set up. Bronson Reed defeats Austin Theory again after a quick pop-up Samoan drop. And then during the commercial break... Austin Theory walked off and quit. Which is pretty cool, too. But where where does this lead to? Where where does it where does Austin Theory go from here? Um no clue. I really don't know what's going to happen next with Austin Theory. Do you think that he's being punished for I, everything? I, I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's 
because I of mean, the the speaking out stuff? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I really don't know. But next up, you had Legado del Fantasma pick up the victory over Swerve, Ashanti, the Adonis, and Jake Atlas, whatever the heck his name is. How do you pronounce it? Ashanti, the Adonis? Oh, the, the, okay. Yeah, when I was saying it out loud, it just wasn't meshing well in my mind. Uh, All right. There was a cool spot that could have ended kind of badly here. When uh, Jake Atlas was on the apron and intercepted Raul Mendoza's dive to the outside and hit like a makeshift Spanish fly onto everybody. I thought that mm. was really cool. And I also, I popped for the him hitting the cartwheel DDT to uh, Santos Escobar off the commentary table. Mm-hmm. But Joaquin Wilde ends up picking up the victory over uh, Ashanti. And uh, I want more of this feud. I want more matches with these six men. After that, we saw the Garganos in their house practicing spinning spinning the little wheel because Halloween Havoc is next week. Um, Johnny Gargano lands on a Buried Alive match and then a casket match. Uh, Candice landed on a Trick or Street Fight match and I really hope that doesn't happen. We've had like a good two years off of the, the trick or street fight matches. No, yeah. that continues, but Johnny storms off uh, because he hates wheels. So I don't know. That's a weird thing to hate the wheel. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that a lot next week. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very exciting. And I think there's, I think a lot of people are going to be tuning in for it. After that, we saw Ever Rise pick up the victory over Killian Dane and Drake Maverick via disqualification. Uh, I really, I say this almost every time Ever Rise, or probably every time Ever Rise is on TV, I wish they would cut promos or let them cut promos on air before their matches. Because I Mm -hmm. think they're so great at their promos and everything. But mm-hmm. they got a victory because Drake Maverick ends up snapping and attacked them with chairs. And the promo that they cut afterwards celebrating their victory was great. And I... their victory on- online, obviously, because for some reason they're not giving them TV time for their promos. But I think they're mm-hmm. two of the greatest uh, pairings. And I want I want more and more of this feud as well. Yeah, it would be nice. Next up, you had uh, Zia Lee and Casey Canizero backstage, and pretty much Zia Lee saying how this victory, uh, this match means a lot to her. Yeah, and how she needed the win. Yeah. Highlights that. Casey Catanzaro, which, great job at pronouncing her name. I know you've had difficulty in the past with that. Oh, yeah, thank but you. But Casey well, Catanzaro. I'm, I'm one two on the show for this week. What? Oh, you're Owen too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey Catanzaro picks up the victory over Zaya Lee. And then afterwards, Zaya attacked Casey. She attacked Caden Carter. Raquel Gonzalez randomly came out and attacked all three of them. And then during commercial, we saw Zaya Lee. Well, we didn't see it. If you watched it on the internet, you saw it. <laughs> Zaya received another letter from Boa. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, obviously, the whoever's sending her those letters was probably disappointed in her losing. Uh, but I don't know where Raquel Gonzalez fits into this. Because she's been with Dakota Kai. 
I really have no idea either. Uh, but after that, we saw Cameron Grimes being interviewed about his match with Dexter Loomis next week. And they reveal that it's going to be a haunted house of terror match uh, with Dexter Loomis staring through the glass window. But Grimes mm-hmm. didn't see Dexter Loomis, but he was certainly scared of the fact that it's a haunted house of terror match. I can't even, I don't know if it's going to be a cinematic match or house of terror match. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to be. Isn't what was the match in TNA house house of horror? No, I don't know. That's a, isn't that the Simpsons Treehouse? Yeah, that is TNA had a, Oh, the monsters ball. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. We saw a Timothy Thatcher, Thatch as Thatch can session with Anthony Green, recent signee. Uh, and Green kind of, first he started taking a beating, but he started getting uh, a bit PO'd at Thatcher and actually got the upper hand at one point. Yeah, so Timothy Thatcher makes the referee start the match. Thatcher picks up the victory over Anthony Green pretty quick. Uh, and he won with the single leg crab. As expected, that he would win, and it was it was pretty a pretty good match for being short and everything. I liked it. Yeah, you know, and I liked that Anthony Green did take him down with that ankle pick. You know, it not that it was uh, really anywhere close to it, but when that was going on, I had flashbacks to Pewter and Kurt Angle. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh huh. So uh, obviously, this was scripted for that. Um, but earlier in the night, we saw Undisputed Era cut a promo about uh, hyping up their tag team title match. Adam Cole was there via an iPad, which I thought was cool. Uh, and a cool way to have all four of them there at once. Uh, but later on, Bobby Fish was seen. He got taken out backstage. Further in the show, Roderick Strong was taken out. And William Regal spoke to Kyle O'Reilly and Brizongo, as well as Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. And Kyle's like, I'm not competing. Danny Birch is like, bro, use one of us. You deserve Undisputed Era. Earn that spot. Pick me or Oni. We will help you. Kyle walks off. And that leaves William Regal to put Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch in the match instead. Main event, we saw Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan actually defeat Brizongo to become the new NXT Tag Team Champions. For the absolute longest time now, I have tweeted and and said on this show that I need Lorcan and Burch to become champions. And as much as I didn't want to see Brizongo lose the titles, I am thrilled that they're the champions right now. Really? But somebody in a mask pushes Fandango off the top rope. Danny yeah, this... Birch low blows Tyler Breeze to get the victory there. And I was like, maybe well, that's Kyle O'Reilly. Maybe this is the end of Undisputed Era. Maybe he paid Ridge Holland to take out Adam Cole. Oh, maybe he took that. out maybe he took out Bobby. Maybe he took out Roddy. That's a lot of thought. But he's a little maybe too tall to have been 
Kyle O'Reilly and he unmasks and it's not Slapjack. It's Pat McAfee. McAfee took out Undisputed Era. I did not see that coming at all. I popped big time. I thought it was fantastic. Back when he wrestled Adam Cole, I said, sign him. That match was great. And now he's going to be with Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, and he'll be a great mouthpiece for them. I agree. I think that he is a missing piece for them. And I was surprised. I wasn't expecting him. I wouldn't have expected Pat McAfee in that spot at all. Yeah. But I'm super pumped to see where that leads to. Uh, next week, we have Halloween Havoc. We're going to be seeing Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest for the North American Championship. Io Shirai defends the NXT Women's Championship against Candice LeRae. Rhea Ripley is facing uh, Raquel Gonzalez. And we have Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis. So that I'm, should be... I'm excited to see Dexter Loomis. You know, I think that he's going to be something huge in the WWE, so... I'm excited for this match. NXT UK, real quick. We saw Eddie Dennis make his return, uh, defeating Oliver Carter. Eddie Dennis cuts a promo afterwards about Flash Morgan Webster being taken out. Kind of blames Mark Andrews, and then he invites both of them to a chat of sorts next week on NXT UK. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see uh, Joe Coffey return vignette. He was, I believe, suspended due to the uh, whole speaking out movement Mm -hmm. Nina Samuels picked up the victory over Amel and then after the match she calls out Piper Niven for the uh, to advance in the Heritage Cup tournament Trent Seven finally uh, wrestling again makes his uh, or yeah well I guess makes his return defeats A-Kid to advance to the semifinals we're going to be seeing Noam Dar versus A-Kid Trent Seven, uh, not eight kids, jeez. Trent Seven <laughs> defeated Kenny Williams. Noam Dar will be taking on A-Kid. Trent Seven's taking on Dave Mastiff. I don't know if it's happening next week, but the Heritage Cup tournament semifinals are set there. And NXT UK closes out with a contract signing for the NXT UK Championship match that's taking place next week. Walter and Ilya Dragunov. Uh, they both signed the contract, and obviously it was going to end in a giant brawl, which it did. And uh, I assume Walter is going to walk away still as champion. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that match. SmackDown, we opened with the Kevin Owens show, and uh, we had Daniel Bryan as the guest. Daniel Bryan said that he would like to see the Intercontinental Championship defended every week on SmackDown and Kevin Owens is like that's nice but I've never been tag team champion really and I want to win the tag team championships so it seemed like he was asking Daniel Bryan to form a team with him Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode come out and they said focus on us Street Profits came out followed by Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro It leads to a big brawl and then an eight-man tag. Street Profits, Kevin Owens, and Daniel Bryan pick up the victory over Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Kind of like Monday Night Raw. I didn't care for the setup here. 
No, not at all. I don't even know if I cared that much about the match itself, but I'm down for Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan to team. It's an interesting duo, and I'm just surprised Kevin Owens never had that. Well, he's turned on every partner he's ever had. Well played. That's very true. But they were celebrating backstage, and uh, Street Profits um, and Kevin Owens walk away. Daniel Bryan's then confronted by Sami Zayn, who tells him, I don't think the Intercontinental Championship should be defended every week. Which I thought was funny. And he goes, I get to pick and choose where and when. Who, where and when. That was the end of that. We saw Bianca Belair pick up the victory over Zelina Vega. I don't know why they're continuing this feud for Monday Night Raw like months ago, it seems like already. Mm -hmm. But this went how you'd expect it to. Showcase for Bianca Belair. Um, I, I, I was impressed with her a lot. Yeah, you know, I'm especially always... that de- that deadlift that deadlift uh, spot. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. We saw Shorty G being interviewed before his match about facing Lars Sullivan, and he's like, "I'm sick and tired of all of this, so I'm calling out the biggest to where I, to what soar again or something." Mm-hmm. Lars Sullivan defeats Shorty G, and. Yeah, I so wish I wish she was used better, um, but there's hope. After the match, Shorty G quits, and I'm like, "But wait a minute! NXT just did this <laughs> with Austin Theory." But Adam Pierce checks on him in the trainer's room, and Shorty G proceeds to say that I quit being Shorty G. Thank goodness. So Chad Gable is back. He hypes himself up as an Olympian. I hope the moon for Mm -hmm. Chad Gable. I want so much for Chad Gable. I was like, I tweeted out. I was like, go to NXT. Hopefully he goes to NXT. But now it it wasn't. He quits. He quits being shorty G. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's really cool. After that, we saw Bailey cut a promo, basically saying that Sasha Banks does not deserve the match at Hell in a Cell. Sasha comes out with the contract for Hell in a Cell match. Bailey went to attack her with a chair, and she ducks it. Banks ends up locking her in a submission on the chair or in the chair to uh, finally get Bailey to sign the Hell in a Cell contract. This was a cool spot. I I was surprised that it continued for as long as it did. I thought that she was going to sign up based off of the the first one. You know. Do you, do you know what this spot reminded me of? I don't know if you'll even remember. Hopefully you do. Hmm. When mankind wanted a title shot, and he had, I believe he had an octopus stretch and maybe a mandible claw or something. Maybe not even the mandible claw. Maybe it was just an octopus stretch locked in sh- on uh, Shane McMahon. And he would mm-hmm. like keep torquing it while Vince McMahon was like, fine, damn it, you get the match. That's what this kind of reminded me of. I don't remember. Um, well, it, that did happen. Mm-hmm. I, tr- I trust you <laughs> but throughout the night we saw the law and otis segment of smackdown 
where JBL was the judge, Ron Simmons was the bailiff, John Morrison, uh, Rey Mysterio, Asuka, and Tucker all testified. Teddy Long was involved, which I popped for. And it seemed like JBL was going to be ruling in favor of Otis. But then Miz interrupts and hands a briefcase over, which I assume had money in it. And then JBL rules in favor of Miz, saying, and that sets up a match in Hell in a Cell where Otis will be taking on Miz. And if Miz wins, he keeps the contract. I really hope Otis wins. Uh, I'm actually going to be really pissed off because that's two feuds with Otis that just completely stopped. Well, not feuds, but storylines. Well, I, this is still the same. Well, what are you talking about, Mandy? Oh, uh, with Mandy. Well, this is yeah. still the same feud. Uh, yeah, same feud, but it's not the... They removed her from that entire storyline, pretty much. Yeah, so I really do hope he keeps the contract. After that, we saw Seth Rollins defeat Buddy Murphy... Aaliyah was watching backstage and Rey Mysterio and Dominic appeared to just be like, let's go. Stop watching this. And she goes, absolutely not. I'm just watching Murphy's match. Murphy in the match ends up countering two stomps. Seth was able to hit a third. I wish Murphy won, but I still liked the match. Mm -hmm. Rollins grabs a, a kendo stick afterwards. And Aaliyah's like, help him Rey Mysterio and Dominic refuse to do it she runs out there she gets uh, Seth Rollins to stop Dominic chases after her Rollins attacks Dominic and Rey Mysterio runs down with a chair Seth Rollins runs away I thought yeah it ended weird Why? Why do you say weird? It was just, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I couldn't really read Buddy Murphy's facial expressions because they were, I mean, oh, him and Aaliyah were hugging, basically. It was like a half hug. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't read what the facial expression was, I guess. I don't know if he was like, I got a one up over Rey Mysterio sort of thing, or like, thank you, Rey Mysterio, for. Saving me. Mm-hmm. But SmackDown closes with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, who get cut off by who we thought was Jay Uso at first at the tribal suite. Turns out to be Jimmy. Jay attacks Reigns from behind. He gets the upper hand. They walk off, and Roman Reigns says that when he makes Jay Uso quit. Jay will fall in line and take orders. And if not, not only will Jay be out of the family, Jimmy will be out as well, as well as their family, their wives, and their children. So I don't know uh, where this is going to lead to. If we could assume Roman Reigns is winning the championship match at Hell in a Cell. Yes. You think? I don't see Jey Uso winning the championship. No, no. Yeah, Reigns is going to remain. 
So that was SmackDown moving over to Hell in a Cell taking place at the WWE Thunderdome, the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Not many matches announced for this, I don't believe. We have Mm -hmm. Otis versus Miz. I'm going to say, I want to say Otis. I really hope Otis wins this. I don't know who else. Like, I really, I'm going to be disappointed if Miz wins. And I assume you're going to go with Otis as well. No? Yes. I'm 100% going with Otis. We have Jeff Hardy versus Elias. I think it would be stupid to have Elias lose this when he has an album coming out the next night, the next Mm -hmm. day. I'm going to pick Elias. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, a Hell in a Cell match, we have Bayley the champion versus Sasha Banks. I hope Bayley retains this championship, but I could see Sasha Banks winning this, but I'm going to say Bayley. I'm totally with you. I'm going to go Bailey. For the WWE Championship in a Hell in a Cell match, the champion Drew McIntyre will be defending that title against Randy Orton. I swear to God, I am going to be so disappointed if Randy Orton wins. I don't even want that in the atmosphere. I'm just going to say Drew McIntyre retains. I don't think I could live with a... <laughs> that's a little over uh, over dramatic, but... I don't um, want Randy Orton as champion. I'm going to go with Randy. I really hope that's not true, but a... I'm sorry, Drew McIntyre's title ring is... He has been in an... It stinks. I feel awful for him because of everything that's been taking place, and unfortunately, it hasn't been doing him any justice. He's been doing great, but I don't know. I'm going Randy. He just needs a different feud. Like, yeah, if Randy Orton wins, where does that... Who goes... Who steps up next? Drew McIntyre for the rematch. And then what? I don't I don't want to see this feud anymore. Choose... I don't know. Who else is on Raw? AJ Styles is already booked. Yeah. Unless Jeff Hardy wins and then he gets shot to the top of that. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Slim Pickens. Abyss. Four. Yeah. For the WWE Universal Championship in a first ever I Quit Hell in a Cell match, Roman Reigns defends the championship against his cousin Jay Uso. Roman Reigns. Uh, yep. That's for sure. I can only assume more matches will be added on Sunday because that's what they do. Uh, But that's WWE Hell in a Cell. Hey, Chris, got a match of the week? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Yes, I do. This week's match of the week comes from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. It is the Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson, against Patrick Fitzpatrick. Um, My good friend, Pat. Uh, This is him. Wrestling at Championship Wrestling for Hollywood. He used to be a behind-the-scenes producer for the show. He also uh, did some refing too, and I made fun of him for it. And he said, you've never been a ref <laughs> before, so you can't say anything. Um, and it's good to see Pat in the ring. And it's good to see Pat uh, getting the, uh, I mean, essentially a bump machine for a Dickinson. But it was good to see him on a bigger platform, because I've seen him wrestle as DJ Fat Pat. I've seen him, you know, I've produced stuff with him. 
Um, we produce video content together, and I'm glad that he's kind of getting a little time to shine here in the professional wrestling world. So proud of you, bud. Check it out on our social channels, Chris Dickinson versus Patrick Fitzpatrick. Um, and we got him this week, folks. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. So I know usually rule three, we have three shameless plugs, but I only got two this week. Uh, on Twitter, go follow Jeff Cannibal. At Jeff Cannonball, uh, deathmatch wrestler guy, wrestler up here in the Northeast. And how can we not talk about his short soda reviews? I, I think they're so great. They're so I just <laughs> I, I saw he started doing it and they started making the rounds and getting retweeted. I'm like I have to follow him for this. And every time I go to Stu Leonard's, they have the the Trump tonic and the Biden blueberry ba- blast. I always think of him and I want to send it to him. So go <laughs> fo- go follow. I hope he just takes the uh, the Trump one and throws it in the garbage. But that's... I like he drinks he drinks when he goes ugh, <laughs> or like oh tastes good. <laughs> I'm drinking Dr Pepper in a large can. <laughs> it's just the chef kiss. So yeah, go follow him. Uh, next person you want to follow on social media is Tony Deppin at Tony underscore Deppin. He's uh, one of those emerging names in the independent wrestling world. Uh, he was he's been a PWG. He was in the Ring of Honor Pure tournament that I've been watching recently. Um, unfortunately, he's one of those guys that come out of the collective with that with COVID nineteen, which sucks. So we wish him a speedy recovery. I know he's has been getting a lot of outpour on social media about it and we wish him a speedy recovery because he's he's a fun character and yeah. my good friends anthony of uh of the band thration and formal and a friend beers but they're on a hiatus now i told him and he was very upset because he went to an iwc show the ones they were having in like Jer- new jersey like the deathmatch style shows yeah and tony Deppen was on one of those shows and he's like he's like he's my favorite wrestler now and i told him he had covid and he's like, oh, man, it stinks. I love Tony Deppin. So, yeah, go follow those two guys. And, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hi, Billy Mays here. If you're looking to remove a stain, then listen to Brandon's shout-outs. The first shout-out goes to Playing With Fire, which is a movie that stars John Cena as a smoke jumper. Uh, John Leguizamo and Keegan-Michael Key are also in it, and it's on Prime now. I enjoyed it. I wanted to see this in theaters, but nobody wanted to go with me. It's uh, I didn't realize it was a Nickelodeon-produced movie, but there's some like adult, uh, adult jokes, and I thought it was funny. Check it out if you have Amazon Prime. The next shout-out, Chris and I discussed this kind of earlier this week because I like was mind-blown by it. Uh, Mario Kart Live. Yeah. I think it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I saw Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze playing on it, uh, playing with it on Twitch. And then uh, Xavier Woods got clearance, I guess. He, because WWE put him over for it. Uh, He did it live from the Thunderdome. Yeah. So, so, or taped to live or live to tape, I guess. Live to tape, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, and it's just like, technology man that's like the craziest thing yeah i know like, as soon as i saw this i texted you i was like you need to get mario kart live i do but then like my house the track would kind of stink because you've been to my house before that back florida room like, yeah there's if little... there's if you have space if you have like a lot more space it's like ideal yeah but like even me like i'd have to just set it up around my my kitchen my island yeah they're really going hard this year for mario because uh, it's the 35th anniversary, so they have like Levi's is coming out with the Mario line. Mario 35 for the Switch is 
so much fun. You play one level. You play levels for Mario Brothers, but you play it against thirty-five different people at a time. So like what? the normal, like the single jump guy. Yeah, the single jump gimmick. How were there thirty-five other people there? It's kind of like like they um, they're all playing like the same level as you are. Oh, okay. So, but like if you hit a Koopa, then you send it to somebody else's level. So like that person will have to hit like five Koopas in a row. What? Yeah, and then like each Koopa you hit, you get time gone to keep going. It's so much fun. That's why Switch is the best thing ever. I really want Fall Guys, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, well, you don't have any other systems? No, I have have Switch, I have N64, we have a Wii U, we have a Wii. We're Nintendo, we're a Nintendo household. You could play we they got the all the cardboard stuff, right? You got cardboard stuff? Oh the the Labo? No, I didn't do, get the Labo. It looks like a pain in the butt. I think the the Mario Kart things are cardboard. Really? I think so. Like the gimmicks for it so you can make the track. Yeah. Oh, okay. I bet you it's sold out already everywhere. It might be, not sure. Yeah. It just literally just went on sale like this week or last so, week. I think. Last week. It went on sale last week, I remember, because my mother-in-law was like, you should get this for Jordan. I'm like, I'm probably not going to be able to find it ever, anywhere for a very long time. Mm. Yeah. So, all right, continue. But uh, Animaniacs gets the last shout-out. They released a return teaser for the show last week, and it's coming out in less than a month now on Hulu. I think it's just 13 episodes, but I can't wait to watch that. I'm that, really that pissed show, off with Hulu. Why is that? Because now they they like have a, a contract dispute with Sinclair Broadcasting, so they're taking away my freaking what's it called? Taking away all of my regional sports networks. So I don't have Yes anymore. I don't have FS1. I don't have any of this. And I tried to like I was gonna switch over to Hulu Live, like uh, YouTube TV, excuse me. And they don't have any of the regional sports networks either. It's annoying. So where do you get sport networks? I don't know. I, I'm i going to have to wait. To, well, I mean, I have the MLB package. But because I'm in New York, if I want to watch a Yankee game, it's going to be blacked out because they're gonna, the other things are going to get it. Yeah, Mario that's, Kart yeah, is not sucks. available 250 miles near my house. They, they don't um, sell it online? I could sell it online, yeah. But let me see if I can get it on uh, wherever it is. I meant, could you buy it online? I probably could, yeah. We'll see. All right, continue. Sorry. I, sorry to cut you off. No, anyway, that's... Animaniacs looks I'm great. Just, I heard that none it. of the original writers are on the show. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. But it's the, the original voice actors, all yeah. three of them. And all they're right. doing Pinky in the Brain as well. Can you send me that bumper so I can play it at the beginning of the show? Sure. Like right now. Well, not should right, done, right should now. Have done it, you should have done it yesterday. All right, continue. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our moment of the week. That is right. Our mark out moment of the week. You said you had a bunch of stuff. Do you have a big mark-out moment of the week? I have nothing for mark-out. Oh, moment. you have nothing for a mark-out moment of the week? Well, I, in fact, marked out. Um, I typically listen to music when I go to sleep on the radio. And I've been listening to uh, classical music as of late. I also had a podcast and, going to sleep. 
on Friday, I could never do that because then I would miss content. Well, like I'll listen to like I'll listen, I don't like the first time I listen to a podcast, I'll listen to it from driving or from home, and then like a second time I'll do it while I'm falling asleep. Hmm, okay, sorry. So yeah, on Friday night after I finished recording Marking Out after a long night of uh, editing and and posting, I go to sleep and I turn on the radio, and it was Frederick Chopin's funeral march. Which I don't know why anyone would want to hear that on the radio, but I popped because it's Undertaker's theme song, basically. So I had to instantly jot that down that I popped for that so I would remember. Yeah, it's nowhere to be found. It's Mario. Clinton. What is? Oh, the Mario? Yeah. All right, so you popped for the Undertaker. Sick. Yeah, and uh, that's that's basically what I marked out for this week. Yeah, it's been, it's been just a, a lame week for me. So, I, uh, I don't know. Don't know. So, yeah, that's our show. Mark it up 507. Next week, the fallout from Hell in a Cell, the fallout from Bound for Glory. Maybe Dave will be here. Maybe we could talk about the end of the World Series. Go Rays. I thought you were uh, going to say the end of the world. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Apparently, there's going to be a meteor that's going to be passing by uh, the Earth. Yeah, but it's not. that's not like a thing that will affect anybody. But, uh, unless but, it lands on you, but... If it lands on me, it says it's gonna be the size of a refrigerator. Yeah, but it's not gonna it's not gonna have like a a mass effect where it's like, hey, by the way, unless it there's lands no on more me. Earth. Yeah, Earth canceled. No, but uh, and it's Halloween, a spooky Halloween episode next week. I'm marking out. Uh, what are you doing for Halloween, Brandon? What are you gonna be? I'm gonna be sitting. <laughs> I have devised a because I like to give out candy to kids, but this year they're saying you know you shouldn't have kids go in a, a bowl. And stuff like that. No, so, kid, they should be no trick or treating. No, so you know, well, you're Jewish, so I don't think you'd get this. You know, they have those gimmicks where you could put all of your Christmas balls in. Christmas balls. What is you know, a like Christmas? You know, when you decorate your Christmas tree, you put the little balls in the tree, and they have the boxes that like separate them into individual like things, so you can put like one ball in this one, one ball in this one. Um, not quite. Okay, but I was thinking about, like, buying one of those and then individually putting little things of candy in each one of those so the kids can stick their hands in one so they don't have to stick it in every single one. I saw people with PVC pipe. I've seen that. Where they do the shoot. Yeah. It's just, nobody, you don't need candy this year. You don't need to go trick-or-treating. It's COVID. My my aunt-in-law sent us, like, a 10-pound bag of candy just for the kids. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you, aunt. Yeah. Thank you, Chris's aunt. (laughs) Yeah, the Twizzlers rule. Eh, well, not the black licorice ones. Those are no, stuff. I don't. I don't like. I don't like the the quote unquote strawberry ones either. I like the it's pull and peel cherry or it or that's yes. it. I've never I've never had the watermelon ones and I've always wanted to. But oh, they're so good. But it was it's literally the the best Twizzlers that I've ever had were the the pull and peel cherries. Yeah, those ones are those ones are I can eat those. Dots are a solid one. Favorite I don't mine. not not a big fan of dots. It's it's very similar, obviously to to a, tw- a more like a pull and peel. Peel Twizzler, but yeah. I, if I'm eating candy, I'm eating Hershey's. That's like that's my cup of tea. My kids both know that I think candy corn's disgusting. Awful, god awful. <laughs> my my Facebook status this day in history the other day was uh, was about throwing it in the garbage or uh, going to uh, I think it was Walmart. And if you see candy corn, move it to the garbage bag section. So <laughs> I think we do that when I go food shopping on Sunday. I hate it. <laughs> um, so we got you know those Entenmann's cupcakes. 
that they released around this time, like the chocolate. They put the the chocolate and the frosting on top. Yeah, the squiggles or whatever. Yeah, and they have like two pieces of candy corn on top. So I bought Ugh. those because they're delicious other than the candy corn. And my daughter looks at me and goes, Daddy, you shouldn't be eating these because you hate candy corn and you think it's gross. <laughs> I'm like, Okay, I'll, I'll remember who just remember who bought you these. Uh, so we'll talk about a lot more candy next week. Uh, also, so, b- by the way, I just got to say, what are the odds that both WWE and AEW had musical performances in the same week? When did WWE? It's such one? a rare thing. Elias performed live. Well, probably lip sync, but it was like. It's such a rarity that somebody performs a musical anything on a, on a wrestling show, and they had the, the two of the same week. I thought that was funny. Yeah. So until next week, we'll talk about music next week too. And I have a, a good shameless plug I should have plugged this week, but I'll plug it next week. Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash marking out 11. Remember, if Ricochet could do a backflip with a mask, you could wear it for 15 minutes going into Stop It Shop, you losers. Uh, <laughs> ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Uh, you can follow me on whatever at Chris Sweendog, Brandon on YouTube. Uh, no. On YouTube. YouTube.com slash marking out 11. Yep. Brandon, BTTG161 on Twitter and Instagram. Dave, you can follow him at Dave the Rave underscore MO. And until next week, we wish you the. the best, best of luck, luck in your, in your future, endeavors. future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. <laughs>